0: Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520.
1: All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 53rd year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion, hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And as we end 2018, uh, you know that <clears throat> this is the, the end of the year, New Year's coming up on Tuesday. Uh, let us not forget the eight hundred plus thousand, eight hundred thousand plus Americans who are not receiving pay uh, paychecks uh, at this moment because the president wants to make the public pay for a wall he promised to build and have paid for by Mexico. Let's not forget that at least another one million Americans, <coughs> who, excuse me, who work in businesses that provide goods and services to those 800,000 laid-off Americans, that those people are not going to be able to work either. Today, in t- today I want to focus, however, on something a little bit different. I, I want to focus on this global warming issue, and I want to focus on it in terms of policy. I don't like for the program to be focused on being anti-Donald Trump. That's not what our objective is here. Our objective here is to help us to look at those things that are not being looked at in a way that would help us to see why they should be looked at in a different way. I want to ask the question to us as a group, when will America accept that global warming is already here and the threat to our existence is real? Those of us that are a little older, may remember that the U.S. Surgeon General issued a report back in 1964 linking smoking to lung cancer. The tobacco industry, <clears throat> which, which had known about these links for decades, countered by setting up propaganda organizations to create a faux uh, controversy, a fake controversy, making it appear as if there was any real doubt about the connection between smoking and our health. Americans who worked for the tobacco industry were afraid that they were going to lose their jobs so they they sort of signed off and they, they 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 went along with this. The tobacco industry wrapped itself in the American flag. This you got to know. This is the paradigm. The tobacco industry wrapped itself in the American flag and made it appear that the opponents of tobacco consumption were left-wing, anti-American, pseudo-communists. They had the Marlboro guy, you know, with the American flag, you know, and the cowboy, you know, kind of uh, uh, characterization, and they made it appear as if that was what America was about, and anybody who wasn't with that was anti-American. The, in fact, the real anti-Americans were the pseudo-Nazi, Confederate flag-waving, pretend-to-be-patriots, tobacco industry owners and their surrogates. They were the real anti-Americans. It took nearly two decades from the mid-1960s to the mid-1980s before this country really began to push back on the tobacco industry and get regulatory reform. But how many millions of Americans have died during the tobacco industry propaganda campaign? Even now, this industry has morphed uh, so that tens of millions of Americans still smoke and a new vaping industry has formed that continues to addict and afflict Americans by the tens of millions every day. Of course, marijuana users, uh, users of a drug that has nowhere near the, the, the health effects, the negative health effects of alcohol and nicotine, they're still being imprisoned for decades at a time. But to my main point, global warming is, is the same is seeing the same predatory campaign on a one million times worse scale. Yet at a time when we need American leadership of the world's international international leadership to change the direction of our world, the United States hired the most ignorant and unprincipled human being ever to serve uh, as the, the U.S. president. The Western so-called European democracies have... Have or are turning themselves over uh, to white nationalists, so-called populist neo-Nazis, Nazi sympathizers who are self-oriented, anti-science, and anti-regulatory. These European uh, or Eastern European republics—excuse me—the Eastern European republics have turned themselves over to a single strongman. White nationalist and oligarch rule type governmental structure, uh, while the far eastern governments uh, uh, have turned themselves over to lifetime autocratic rulers still trying to preserve a form of communism while permitting some sectors of privately owned uh, surplus capital formation. The southern hemisphere of the world uh, economies are, are becoming further dominated by titular, strongman governments more tribal and exploitive than developmental and expansive. While there are a few principal democracies that remain, there are a few principal democracies that remain, the world is becoming more and more dominated by self centered, race and ethnic oriented rulers who are only able to focus on their interests today and are unable to see the coming catastrophe tomorrow. The global warming threat is not imaginary. It is not ideological. It simply is. It is rising. The the mechanisms that tell us how close we are approaching a critical threshold are already here. You can listen to the Trumps of the world who tell you that uh, we have to create and protect jobs and industries that cause that cause this global warming if you want you may have income, some income and, and wealth accumulation for the next 40 or 50 years. But when the 30-foot tidal waves come, when the 250-mile-per-hour uh, hurricanes sweep across New York State, when New Orleans, uh, when Baton Rouge, Atlanta, Charlotte, Manhattan, San Francisco, Seattle, and other coastal cities are consumed by crushing tidal waves and shrinking shorelines, your children and your grandchildren will remember that you chose a fracking job over environmental security. When water backs up into the Mississippi River, creating massive floodplains that devour cities upriver of the Delta, when the warmer air draws colder far. North air down into the breadbasket states, causing massive snowfalls, flooding, tornadoes, lost croplands, and substantial shrinkage of the gross domestic product, bringing widespread unemployment. Your children and your grandchildren, huddling and suffering, will ask, was it worth it for you to sacrifice all of our tomorrows for the short-term gains you got yesterday? Already, we see carbon dioxide emissions raising temperatures. It does it, it as it does the melting of the permafrost, which covers 25 percent of the land in the northern hemisphere, accelerates as this ice cold refrigeration covers uh, a, a refrigeration cover that cools the atmosphere melts. It releases methane, a greenhouse gas that stores heat at ten times the rate that carbon dioxide does. Therefore, speeding up. Uh, Global warming. It's called it's called a feedback mechanism mechanism when you let one thing get out of balance. It causes a chain reaction that can be measured. I want to get to our callers, but let me just quickly, you know, this is not about the science channel talking about the clash of some galaxies uh, into each other 300 million years from now. This is happening right now. It is important to understand that we are talking about whether the planet Earth will be able to sustain sustain life in the near future, at least life as we know it. It is important to understand that this massive uh, change in our, in our ecology is, is affecting things that are fundamental to the food chain of this country. The Great Barrier Reef, for example, is the world, world's largest coral reef system, composed of 2,900 individual reefs and 900 islands stretching across 2,300 kilometers of an area about 344,000, 100,000 uh, square kilometers. The reef is located in the Coral Sea off the coast of Australia, and it can be seen from outer space. This restructure is composed of billions of tiny organisms that are the beginning of the food chain. Bigger organisms eat these smaller organisms. They are then eaten by larger organisms, creating the kind of food that we eat. The carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is rising as a percentage of the atmosphere, and that acidification of the oceans is increasing. These are facts. It is important to understand that the agents of uh, various carbon dioxide industries are conducting the same campaign as was conducted by the tobacco industry. Their goal is to to seduce you into thinking that anti-global warming advocates are just semi-communist purists that are overblowing the extent and the consequences of global warming. They want you to believe that global warming... uh, 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 advocates are surrogates of globalists who seek to bring the world under one government. They want you to believe that providing jobs and industry growth right now is more important than protecting against a circumstance that is far into the future. Uh, That we have enough time. They want you to believe that we have enough time to create the technology we will need to overcome global warming before we reach the tipping point of no return. They want you to believe that only the underdeveloped, non-white nations are going to be hurt by the consequences of global warming. The carbon energy energy industry has put out all manner of disinformation and conspiracy theories uh, about the independent uh, 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 scientists. I'm going to leave you with this book, Unprecedented Crime, Climate Science Denial, and Game Changers for Survival. It was published by Clarity Press by Dr. P. Uh, Peter D. Carter and Elizabeth Woodworth. Uh, this is something that you should read and get your arms around. we got a few callers. Hang on. Let me get Tony real quick. And then we'll pick up uh, John and then we'll get Jerry and West Seneca. Let's get Tony real quick. Tony, how are you doing out there?
2: Well, uh, I, I agree totally with what you said, uh, because first of all, in 1964, the Surgeon General of the United States was a man named C. Everett Coop. Right. And I had the privilege of driving him to a to a, to a dedication of a new hospital in Fort Harrison, Indiana. And during that I, to drive, I asked him, was he paying a price for his contention that these cigarettes were killing people. Mm-hmm. And he said you would not be- believe the pressure that he was under. But he said, as a man of principle, he would never back down. Never back down from the stance he took, despite the tremendous pressure of the lobbyist, tobacco industry itself, and threats that he even said there were threats on his family mm. during that period. Yeah, I talked to him while we were driving about 30 miles to the, hospital,
3: the mm-hmm. hospital.
2: Now, as far as your situation with global climate change, the source that I've been reading for many years and is National Geographic. National Geographic, since 1964, has focused on the diminishing ice ice caps, the carbon monoxide problem that you talked about, the food chain. You go back to the old 1964 editions of National Geographic, Mm -hmm. you will find numerous maps and charts that talk about it up to this day. And, I mean, if if you don't believe what Al Nathan just told you, go back to National Geographic, look up what I'm telling you, It's all there for you to see, black and white. And that started way back in the 60s. This was no Johnny-come-lately organization.
1: And what's interesting, Tony, is that if you take the maps that are in the National Geographic magazines at that time, in the the mid-1960s, and the projections that they said were going to occur in terms of the shrinkage of the the ice cover and the permafrost, and you look at the maps today that show you where Mm -hmm. the ice cap... Uh, 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 volume is and where the uh, permafrost has, has shrunk, you will see that those maps are virtually identical. The models that they created in the early 1960s proved out in the 2000s.
2: Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> there's no doubt that their predictions were absolutely right on the mark. Uh, I'm not talking about Trump because it's useless to talk about this man anymore. Mm mm-hmm. uh, you know those that believe in this uh, evil person who is uh, who is really screwing up the world with its his foreign policies uh, should be congratulated for their ignorance. Mm. Uh, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going la- to pass on to something more important now. At the end of you know this talk I'm having with you, it comes from a book called "Peace Versus Power in the Family."
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: there was a man that I believe in named Dr. Abraham Lowe wrote that book. Page 92, he said, Humans are so constituted that they relish a fight for rights. They A fight for their rights.
3: Mm-hmm. If they
2: manage to convince themselves that their fight is one for rights, the prospects are they will be reluctant to cease fighting, and will choose to continue. You can see that in our society as clearly today as the day he wrote that in 1947. He wrote that in
3: 1947. Peace versus
2: power, Dr. Abraham Lowe. Mm -hmm. I wish each and every one of your great listeners and contributors in the past year a Happy New Year, I, I would think that if, if everyone has a cooling off period, the poor workers don't. There you <laughs> the go. Government workers don't, and the man that sits behind that desk says, "I'm not going to let this uh, ever I, unless I get my five billion, hmm. I will let this shutdown continue." The only problem is he knows nothing about government and how it works. Have you ever seen a person less prepared to be a president?
3: There's
1: no such thing as a person less prepared to be president than this man.
2: Yeah, I, I wish you, Al Nathan, in particular, and your staff, a wonderful and a and a, and a prosperous new year. All Thank right. You to all.
1: Thanks, Bye-bye. Tony. Great. We'll talk to you next week. Do you think we should take our first break? Yep, let's take our first break and then we'll get John on and then we'll get Jerry on. If you all stick with us, uh, we will see you on this side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again.
4: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify Identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County.
5: Customer service jobs don't have to be low pay with inconsistent shifts. GEICO starts at $18 an hour for evenings with a set schedule, profit sharing, paid training, tuition reimbursement, medical, dental, vision, and life insurance. Visit geico.jobs buffalo to apply.
0: Are you a home brewer, or do you want to learn about home brewing? Tune in at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. Just Brew It, hosted by Jeremy White and Bert Deister from Niagara Tradition Home Brew. Tune in Saturdays at 9 a.m. on ESPN 1520 for Just Brew It. WGR Sports Radio 550 is proud to present this year's roast of Buffalo Sabres legend Danny Gare Thursday, February 28th at the Grapevine Banquets in Depew. Hear stories you'd only hear if you were in the locker room. Enjoy a complete three-course steak dinner or take in the VIP experience, including an exclusive reception with the celebrities before the roast. The WGR Celebrity Roast of Danny Gare. Tickets on sale now at WGR550.com. Presented by our friends at Liberty Cap and Seneca Poker inside the Seneca Niagara Casino with support from Bud Light. With some events, you just got to be there. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio, fifty thousand watt ESPN fifteen twenty.
3: There's a place in your heart, and I know that it is love. A place was brighter than tomorrow. And if you really try, you'll find there's no need to cry. There's no hurt or sorrow There are ways to get there If you care enough for the living Make a little space Make a better place Kill the world Make it a better place
1: this world a better place I want to give you, give you that book again it's called unprecedented crime climate science denial and game changers for survival it was published by clarity press in 2018 uh, by dr. Peter D Carter and Elizabeth wood uh, Woodworth uh, just quickly the authors write that the uh, since the United Nations Paris uh, the United Nations Paris conference in late 2015 Climate change indicators have have escalated so quickly that an emergency response is imperative if civilization is to avoid breakdown and eventual collapse. Humans need to understand that just as their own life depends on a a, a maintained balance, so does the life of the the planet. It is important to understand that tobacco industries, with their policy of creating doubt and controversy, only endanger the lives of smokers. But the carbon industry is endangering the life of the entire planet. This is what the authors mean by their book, Unprecedented Crime. So let me grab uh, John first, then we'll get uh, Jerry, then we'll get Ron on. Let me get John real quick. John, how are you doing out there in Lockport?
5: Good, Nathan. Um, yeah, I. you know, uh, uh, it seems like that the only way to convince people about global warming, uh, sometimes I think, is is to have... Have uh, the effects start right now, and I think it already has, especially around our area here. Right? That the the winds have been in my entire life, I've never seen winds so ferocious as the the winds we've had in recent years. And i but you know, it, uh, Trump, he, I, I remember him saying when we had a really cold day or something. He said, "Well, see, this proves that there's no global warming." Right. He's an idiot. But anyway, the the ones the two that that cause a problem with this are these enablers who. Have the one trick ponies, the ones that that vote based on on one item, like the uh, evangelicals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and their their one item is is uh, abortion, right? And it's getting the guy in the Supreme Court. They don't care about anything else, and they actually support politicians who do not believe in global warming or or, or won't admit it. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing with a lot of Republicans, the gun nuts. They you know they they're, they're going to support. Uh, uh, people that support what they believe is the most important thing, whether it's abortion or, or guns or whatever. And by supporting these politicians who will not admit about global warming, they're actually supporting uh, they're, they're going against global warming even if they personally think that global warming exists um, they, they, they uh, they're they such hypocrites that they, they support what, you know uh, what's going on uh, Someday I think they'll be really ashamed of what they've done, supporting a, a, a totally immoral person like Trump and, uh, and everything he does, uh, they, they're going to look back at it and say that, that, they're, that it's just uh, they should never have done this.
1: Well, hopefully but, they won't be huddled up in a shack someplace, you know, where the wind is blowing the roof off of their house. You know, or the uh, temperatures have gotten so 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 great that they got fire sweeping across their lands, you know, and that sort of stuff. Right. Because th- there are consequences. This is not, th- this is not some touchy feely kind of a thing. This right. is a predictable, clearly advancing threat to our existence as a people on this earth. And it's just incredible that we can't get a a people wide uh, consensus. To start doing what we need to be doing today to to defend against this thing tomorrow.
5: The evidence is already here. You've got the, the all the fires and mudslides and and uh, earthquakes and tsunamis and and it's it's not just that that, that those things happen, but at at the at the rate at the uh, terrible v- velocity of these hurricanes we've never seen some of right. the velocity that we have now, and that's all because of the warming of the oceans. And and you know as I said, it's probably going to take. It's probably going to be too late by. By the time people wake up, when it when it directly affects them, that's when that's when they start waking up and say we got to do something. Yep. But then, unfortunately, it's too late.
1: I get you. Thanks, John. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Let's get Jerry. Then we'll get Ron on Jerry and Wes Seneca. How you doing out there?
6: I'm doing good, Nathan. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Happy New Year.
6: Happy New Year to you too. Uh listen, yeah. Um, to I uh. Climate change is just—it's just—it's just crazy because all the scientists in, in the world, the scientists, the, the physicists, the biologists—these are the smartest people in the whole world—and they all agree upon one thing: that climate change is happening. I mean, they can prove it to you. It's not even a debate anymore, and they can—they can show you the. The, 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 the glaciers melting, the ice caps melting, mm-hmm. the sea levels rising. They can show you all that the climate changes, the temperatures rising. They can actually prove it to you. They're not just telling you something that they want you to believe. They can actually prove it to you. So to deny something that's actually happening. is just crazy. I mean, it, it, people don't realize how really bad it is. I mean, we take the rainforest, Amazon rainforest, or rainforest in any of the other countries, I mean, they've been so depleted by deforestation and mm-hmm. different things that it's it's a fact now, scientific fact that uh, a, a lot of the rainforests aren't even absorbing greenhouse gases anymore, which they used to. We get that's where we get our oxygen, our air from, and it's it's not even doing its job anymore. They've been so depleted, and the same with the oceans. There's so there's so many dead zones and. And, and and the oceans being polluted, that that's we get our oxygen. This is where we get our air from from you, the ocean. You would think to
1: do something as simple as carving out maybe ten percent of the landmass of the United States and doing this in every country in the world, and using that to just grow plants. You don't care what kind of plants they are; just grow plants that yes. will, uh, through photosynthesis, they will suck uh, uh, CO two out of the air and they will they will vent oxygen back into the air you should just do this as a matter of world policy just this yes. just has to be done period it's not hard how hard is it to yes. plant some seeds
6: yes there's so <laughs> many things you see there's so many things that we could be doing and we should have been doing it decades ago but people aren't i mean we should not be eating meat we're not eat we're not carnivores we're, we're natural herbivores we shouldn't be eating meat we yep. shouldn't we actually should stop having kids because of the. Uh, <laughs> not many, no, not many people uh, talk about this, but the overpopulation is the main problem in the world right now. I mean, we've got over seven billion, soon to be eight, ten by the by by twenty fifty, maybe twelve or thirteen billion by the, the turn of the century. There is absolutely, there's no way that the natural resources on this planet can sustain that many but,
1: people. But, but the truth is, you're not gonna eliminate the growth the large growth in children, until we improve the integrity of economies that are able to feed and, and, and provide a economic base, for all of the people in the world. People get, they they, they create more children because they think that having eight or nine or 12 children is gonna provide them with future security when they turn, when they become older because they live in a more subsistence kind of an economy. We have to change that matrix. If we can change that matrix, people will feel less uh, uh, inclined uh, to have more children. That would reduce the population growth and we'll start to catch up with ourselves. But th- these are yeah. predictable things. This is the thing that just gets me. This does not require new technology. Everything that we need to defend ourselves from what is coming to us, we already have the ability to do. The one thing that we don't have is the will. Then we hire people like, I, I don't want to say anything ugly, but we hire people to rule us who have absolutely no understanding or care I I hate to say that there's no understanding. That would imply that these people are just stupid. They're not stupid. They just don't care. They're interested in what serves their interest right now. If they can make a billion dollars today, they don't care what the consequences are tomorrow because they think that they can put themselves, they can buy themselves a protected environment that they can live in. And if, it, if the rest of the people are in hurt, then they're just in hurt. That, that seems to be the attitude of the people that rule us
3: right now.
6: Man, the unfortunate thing is in order to have a strong economy, we have to keep destroying uh, the precious natural resources that we have little left off.
1: And that's a scam because that is not what we need to have a strong economy. We can build a strong economy without doing that. That that is the easy, that's the expedient way of growing more money. That is not the best way of growing more money.
6: We have to start living on less. And. And the unfortunate thing is if every, if every country in the past decades lived like the United States lives with their economy and their overconsumption, we would have been out of natural resources 40 yeah. years
1: yeah. ago. We'll be done. In 2040, you'll be, you'll be turning the lights off. There won't be anybody well, left. Right?
6: Well, Nathan, you know, since the planet's been here, we've had five major mass distinctions, extinctions, okay? Yep. You know what? The sixth one is going to be us if we don't do something. And I'm into this really heavy, and I try to set an example for other people, the way I live. But it doesn't seem like they care. They don't care. They're just gonna do whatever they wanna do. I mean there's, there's so many life there's so many life uh, uh uh things that are living now now on the planet that are more important than us. Yeah. We need we need the planet. The planet doesn't need us. There you go. And that's that's what we got. We're not the center of the universe, okay? We're just a little spot in the ocean compared to all life forms on the planet. And if we don't start respecting other life forms and I mean <laughs> Things is as is, 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 is small and as simple
3: as is ants and worms and micro
6: no, keep in, keep cloud,
1: in mind there, there was a things? time there was a time when there was a lot more methane in the atmosphere, a lot more of these greenhouse gases, a lot more uh, uh, health compromising things in the atmosphere and there were there were creatures that lived on the planet during that time period. Guess who wasn't living on the planet during that time period us. so obviously life can continue to live on this planet. In this uh, uh, greenhouse environment, the pe- the life that's not going to be able to live on this planet is going to be us. Jerry, um, got no, okay. Yep, got to run. Yeah. L- l- let me get Ron on real quick, and then we'll try to grab Frank for the other side, uh, on the other side of the, uh, of the break. Frank, how you doing out there in Chihuahua? I'm sorry, uh, I'm saying yeah. Frank. I-, I meant Ron. Sorry, Ron.
7: Okay. Yeah. You know what? There's something I don't. I mean, I I kind of have a feeling that it that this global warming denial is a function of the rise of the evangelical right, in that we now see it manifested fully in the Republican Party now of the idea of alternative facts. Mm -hmm. that somehow truth is, and it's kind of weird because they used to criticize what they used to call situational ethics people, that truth is relative and all that kind of stuff. But now they're doing the same thing. In other words, uh, you have your facts and I have my facts, and whoever shouts the loudest can get, uh, you know, Can get their point of view; they'll get their policies enacted, and we seem to have lost uh, uh, sight of the fact that there, you know, a statement is either true or false. The old basic uh, Aristotelian Mm -hmm. logic: a statement cannot be both true and false, or one's closed, definitive statement. Mm -hmm. So either global warming is happening and it's caused by human interaction, or it isn't. Well, they they have all these weird rationales for for the way we determine truth now. So people is have become kind of. I don't know, jaded, or they've lost sight of what makes uh, communic- everything as basic as human communication and uh, any type of collective uh, uh, sense of consensus it makes it, like, irrelevant, because if, if I can believe that, I don't know, the moon is made of green cheese and, and five green goats live up there to eat the cheese, uh, then uh, that's okay, you know, if, uh, if uh, I don't know, Carl Sagan or whoever the, the big shows of the science now, that the moon is made of, uh, it's a kind of a, a rocky uh, substance with no atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I can believe what I want to because, it's, you know, facts are alternative, and that's my alternative fact that's that 's a very dangerous thing, both for the democratic uh, uh, you know, society and you know determining what what is true in it, and just generally in general for the way people function. you wonder why there 's so much mental dysfunction and then things are going on in the world like that and the, what they get you about it are, are have the has the power structure itself this is a, a something like that could should be bipartisan is the power structure here these oil companies that they could make a lot of money off of off of the transition,
1: to- precisely. But you have to want to do it. The Obama administration spent billions trying to give the existing energy companies the ability to become the owners of the new energy industry—to yes. to own the, the the wind turbines and the geothermal, you know, uh, 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 programs and the solar programs. They gave them resources to be able to do this, and that these energy companies just took the money. And built fake research things, and continue to uh, uh, to, to, to uh, press for more uh, uh, licenses to mine oil off the shore of the United States or any Alaskan, you know, wild preserves. <laughs> I just don't know what to do with I mean, this. I, thing, I, right? I
7: can't because I mean, and don't they care about a legacy? Or have, have half these people convince themselves? I remember way back in. Uh, uh, the early 80s. Ronald Reagan made a remark that got a lot of, of coverage at the time about overpopulation and uh, they asked him uh, do, you, do you think overpopulation in the world is a problem? Well, they, You know, they some projection, like, 50 years from now, we'll have this and that, and we'll have problems And he said something to the effect that, well, you know, I don't know if we have to worry about 50 years from now, because I think Jesus is coming long before yes, that. Okay. right. So, I mean, right. I, is it that? I mean, is it that these people have deluded themselves into believing this stuff? You know, that... that and, you know,
1: and what's so crazy, Ron, about is about th- 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 they put the, the, the Return of the Christ issue out there, as if they, they're saying, so I should make as much money as I can yes. between now and the time of the return of the Christ, because the return of the Christ is coming. What what, what were your, What's your money going to do for you when the return of the Christ happens?
7: Well, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I talk to people all the time. You know the average guy, guy in the street that doesn't isn't too well read, and they tell me stuff like this. Well, this proves that they've they've, they've swallowed this Kool Aid, and you know the the end time you know is coming, and this is just a sign of the end time. So we don't really have to do anything about it. And that and again, if I just wish I could get people to read uh, about, uh, particularly because it, it it doesn't. Yeah, I, I'm always calling up here and bashing the Christians, but I mean, damn, you know. Yeah read what what proof there is of all this gospel business. So they could read some real books by scholars about it, and you might not be so, so sure. And, of course, we've been hearing this since the year 1000, that the return is imminent. Do you think it would sink in a little bit to people that this stuff is probably fictitious and it's a legend and it's not going to happen? Maybe it would if you could get people to believe that, they'd get off the schneid and, and want to do something, want to have a world for their kids to live in, so they wouldn't have to, you know, uh, live in a, in a Uh, I
1: don't know, a tin shack somewhere. And and why not develop a a worldview that says, just in case the Christ isn't coming in the next six years, let's try to make sure that we're still alive six years from now. Just in case. Yeah,
7: I know. And, and, what about the people like the Cook Brothers and the Masseys and the Mercers? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they want to have, unless they really believe this stuff, wouldn't they want to have a legacy? I always come up with this funny little scenario when I talk to people about it. Uh, you know how when you were a little kid in class, the people would, uh, the kids would, would be up, you know, well, let's, we're going to talk about Thomas Edison now. So little Susie Smith, you stand up and read uh, Chapter 2 from your little uh, grammar school book mm-hmm. about great inventors, and she'd stand up and, you know, in her little type, high- pitch a voice, and uh, Thomas Edison was a true innovator, and uh, uh, he invented over 25 devices that we use to say, okay, wouldn't these Koch brothers and and these other people who have this money that could be putting it into a clean environment, wouldn't they want to have in 20, I don't know, 2025, some little girl stand up and, uh, I don't know, but by using her Palm Pilot that's (laughs) custom-fitted to her eye or whatever the heck, and say, you know, uh, in the early 21st century, we had a problem. We were burning too much fossil fuel. That's when two well-to-do Americans, David and Charles Koch, got together with other mm-hmm. people and put together a consortium that, within 40 years, uh, flipped the United States from a fossil-fuel-based economy to a totally clean energy. Wouldn't they want that to be their legacy? You would Apparently, think. they don't care. Right. They right. don't care.
1: Right. That, that's exactly it. I mean, it can't be that they're not smart enough to understand this. That, that's impossible. It's not a question of intellect. It's not I, a question of being an ignorant. And
7: this they, is a question they, of will. And they'd get people like me advocating that they get tax subsidies to do it, too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, but they just don't. Right. Is, it, is it a power play? They just want to be the most powerful people, and they're going to do it at their rate and on their own time, if ever.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if they ever want to do it. I think that they mm-hmm. think that this is something that they can th- they can economically survive, you know. You know what I mean that they they'll be able to put enough uh, resources together that they're p- part of the world. Their their um their ability to live in the world. They're going to be able to finance that regardless yeah, of what goes so, on.
7: I don't if you believe <laughs> wackos like Alex Jones, uh, an underground city where the top million,
3: exactly.
7: millionaires are going to live under, you know, exactly feet underground in exactly, uh, hermetically sealed. I don't, exactly. know, I think it's hard to believe, but
1: that's why I, these idiots are talking about, you know, colonies on the moon and whatnot, where you got so much radiation coming from, you know, the interstellar, you know, space and whatnot. Everybody's going to wind up with cancer, you know, well, within you, five you, years.
7: Yeah, you, but if, if you were going to do that, you think they'd be. Flat plotting because we don't have that much time. been a time to develop the technology to shield that and have colonies up there. You know, air do- or, or uh, domes with oxen. There's a lot of interesting things that might come about in the next couple hundred years. But I mean, you better do it pretty damn quick then because hmm. this global warming stuff isn't going to wait for you.
1: There you go. Thanks yeah. A lot.
7: Well, happy Happy New Year and everybody out there and all that stuff.
1: So thanks, Ron. Appreciate right. it, man. All right. all right, let's take our our last break and then we'll get uh, Frank on. Then we'll get John on. If y'all stick with us, uh, we will see, see you on the inside of the break. Here at Think Again, Think Again.
4: Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332 three, That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. College hockey fans,
0: eight-time national champion North Dakota visits the Harbor Center January 4th and 5th to meet your Canisius Golden Griffins. Game time both nights is 735 with tickets available through Ticketmaster.com or by calling 888-TIXX. Be a part of exciting NCAA Division I hockey and watch the nation's elite hockey program battle your Griffins on home ice. It's the 13th ranked Fighting Hawks and your Golden Griffins, January 4th and 5th at Harbor Center. Canisius Golden Griffins, Buffalo's college hockey team. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC.
2: The Financial Guys, they're right, right on, right on, right on the money.
3: The Financial Guys, they're right, right on,
2: right on, right on the money.
3: The Financial Guys, your trusted advisors. The
2: Financial
3: Guys, right on.
0: All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520.
1: interesting when I hear that, 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 that soundtrack played, there's a movie called Star Trek where there was a portion of the movie where uh, Commander Spock or whatever his name science uh, uh, officer Spock uh, uh, got killed. And as they were putting him into some coffin and shooting him off to a planet you know for his body to rest, that was the music that came on. And it gave me this sense that that's it's sort of like a farewell song. And if we don't get our, our act together, they're going to be playing that farewell song for all of us as a community of people. Let me grab uh, Frank first, and then we'll get John in Buffalo. Uh, Frank out there in Niagara Falls, how you doing? And Happy New Year.
8: Oh, Happy New Year's to one and all. Yep. You know, I I can't help imagining the evangelical Christians got a huge, terrible surprise coming uh, from St. Peter at the pearly gates, Nathan. hmm but uh, may have something you know, to say.
1: They may have, he may have something to say to them, huh?
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not going to be happy. Uh-huh. But this, you know, species are going extinct at alarming rates now. Yeah, you know, uh, there's dead zones in the Pacific Ocean from Fukushima. You know, we're we're getting 500-year storms happening every year now, mm-hmm. and and President Corporate Ho just opened up hundreds of thousands of acres of national park lands to oil and fracking companies. Yep. It's it's just it, it leaves me breathless. And he,
1: and he, he brags about no- it. I mean, he acts like he's doing something good for people. <laughs> the the thing that's so so bizarre about it is during the Obama administration, it was proven that out of a say 100 uh uh, uh oil leased uh po- possibilities that they had made available for offshore or uh, uh, federal uh, uh, protected lands uh, uh, oil leases. Only about 21% of them were actually being uh, 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 used by the oil companies that bought the leases for those lands. So opening up more leases when they haven't used up the leases where they that they already have suggests that the the idea here is just to take the lands out of public domain and putting them into private domain. Just for that purpose alone, they really don't even have an interest in necessarily uh, drilling in every one of these places they have control of.
8: Oh, we'll be lucky if our state and national parks come out intact in, in the next
3: two yep. years, yep.
8: the way they're going. But, Nathan, I think your premise at the beginning of the show is correct. You know, I can't imagine being a conservative, having to explain to their children and grandchildren mm. how they sold out their future yep. so a few corporations could remain profitable. You know, and th- these are the conservatives who are hunters and fishermen and yep. campers who enjoy nature and the environment, but th- but they refuse to protect it. Right. A- and who in their right mind believes that polluting corporations without environmental regulations are, are going to police themselves and do what's best for the people and the nation? You know, as my uh, Native American friends say, this is a war to save Mother Earth and Father Sky. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's why my motto for the new year is time to get mean in 2019. <laughs> know, I refuse to let a small minority of silly self-absorbed right-wingers destroy the planet as we know it. And You, you know, that, that's God's creation you're messing with, fool's.
1: That is such exactly. a, I, I like that slogan. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Frank. That sounds great to me. Let's grab John in Buffalo and get his thoughts. John, how are you doing out there?
9: No. Hey, Al. Hey, John,
1: how are you doing?
9: Good. Uh, I thought I was in a bandits game when I heard the bagpipe music.
1: <laughs> but don't you remember? The, it was a Star Trek movie where uh-huh. um, he got killed in the course of the movie.
9: And yeah, he as got it, killed by radiation from the ship. Right? There you go. There,
1: it was radiation itself. That was the the, the, the clincher and then, on that. And
9: right? Him and Kirk were holding <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, their right? hands together through a glass wall, if yep. I remember. Yeah. To separate the radiation. I thought the early part of your show when you were talking about the uh, religious nuts. Hmm. And as crazy as it seems, it's it's even more bizarre than you think. I'm sure I brought this up on previous shows, maybe a year ago, about how. uh there are Republicans working in Israel to try to convert every Jew to Christianity because they believe that will bring about the, mm. the, the Christ coming back. Mm-hmm. That some some like obscure passage in the Bible says that or something. They, they believe it. And also there's active—and these are members of Congress and the Senate— in Africa, in some countries, I believe Chad was one of them where they're actually trying to get to help, help them establish laws where they can execute gay people.
1: Right. And they were doing that in Uganda. Uh, there's uh, another continuing Chad them also. trying to do that in uh, Angola uh, mm-hmm. and in uh, uh, the Lower Congo near Congo Brazzaville. You know, I mean, so
9: just the, uh, the party of the party of life is. In other countries around the world, trying to promote—they're
1: like Joseph uh, Mendel, the Party of Death, or, or the Agent of Death, or the Angel of Death, yeah. whatever they call him All Right. And
9: uh, and you know, I can't believe they played that uh, financial guy jingle during your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing a President Trump ad on MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one other one other thing. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Um, got so many thoughts in my head. Oh. Kathy from Williamsville talking about more of the religious stuff. Remember her? She was a talk show host. Then she ended up running for Congress. I heard her being interviewed one day. And, of course, these are the people who pretend they want to follow the Constitution. And they asked her, it was before the Romney-Obama election, before they had even picked Romney, I think. And she said, or whoever they picked, maybe it was the second one. And she said, I think, yeah, Romney. She said they asked her what what kind of uh, tests do you have? What what are you looking for in your nominee for to Republican to run against Obama? And the first thing out of her mouth was a good Christian. And if if she read, not that I think any of them are good Christians, but if she read the Constitution at all, she would have read the part where it says there shall be no religious tests to hold religious office. Yeah, that was written that in was invisible one test. That was an, that
1: was an invisible link. It was an invisible link. She couldn't she couldn't see that.
9: No, and uh, so every every member of Congress on the Republican side is supposedly a Christian. You have to be. That is the test, one of the tests. It doesn't hurt if you're white, also, and male.
1: Ooh, and male.
9: Uh-huh. But, In fact, those uh,
1: three things, things the by every themselves, them. that that is the criteria.
9: <laughs> they, they prove themselves to be faithless to the Constitution just by that simple thing alone, that every single one of them is a Christian, and they have to be. It is a test. It is is just so
1: crazy. But, you know, I I don't get so hung up about that. I mean, I realize that that's that's there. But what I just can't get my my mind wrapped around is how you can you, you cannot see that the behavior that we are engaging in collectively as a nation is destructive to our ability to exist as a community of human beings, for our species to stay on the planet. This is not about being Republican or communist or Vladimir Putin, white nationalist. It's not about that. This is about whether or not our species can stay on the planet. We require certain things for us to live. We did a certain ratio of nitrogen to oxygen, to methane, uh, to other, uh, 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 elements in the atmosphere, oxygen in the atmosphere, in order for us to stay alive. When those things get out of balance, the thing that's going to die is us. Other well, the, critters are going to be able to survive. We're the ones the, who aren't going to be able to survive.
9: <laughs> the, the scary thing is is a lot of them wanted to come. They, I mean, I wouldn't say the entire Republican base, but I would say a good portion of the evangelical Christians who think Jesus is coming back in their lifetime? Because of course he's always going to come back in your lifetime. Right. They they think they may think that the global warming it's not man made it's God made and that that's how he's coming back to get them.
1: Well, as I read the Bible, I don't see the, the <laughs> end times coming as a result of people with you know boils and blisters you know coming off on their skin and people shriveling up and taking forty years to die of cancer and and, and other kinds of. Of diseases that are caused by the environment that we are we have allowed ourselves to be living in, uh, these people are reading something that is not the Bible. They're reading their own imaginations. That's what's really going on.
9: Well, I guess the I guess the New Atlantis, the Dome City, will be Colkville. <laughs> I
1: don't
9: know where where they're based out of. I think they're based out of the Midwest somewhere. Yeah,
1: something like that
9: under the uh, dome.
1: All right, thanks, John. I will catch we... up. Oh, sorry. Oh, I missed you. Okay, we'll catch up with you next week, John. Let me grab uh, Mark in Buffalo and get his thoughts. Mark, Happy New Year out there. How are you doing?
10: Hey, how you doing, Nathan?
1: Doing great.
10: You know, yesterday he just he just uh, signed a thing where the uh, coal companies and the power plants can take them scrubbers off.
1: Right. That was just recently that was done, this ninety yeah, percent.
10: Now, Obama in five years took 90% of mercury out of the air. Right. Now, he wants more mercury.
1: <laughs> Which makes no sense.
10: In the, in the air. Uh, uh, that go, uh, where it goes is down the food chain, and we're eating it in the fish, and it's right. killing us. Right, That's, That was the goal. Because
1: it's not mercury that you're mining and then dumping it back into it's the environment. It's going into the
10: air. Right. It's raining down. The right. rain's taking it back down to the earth. Yep. It's getting in the oceans, and we're eating it.
1: It gets into the fish. You eat the fish, it's just it, and it's, you it's die. right. exactly.
10: is that the problem and the thing that kids me is we have the technology
1: right and, and we not only have it, we had been employing it. Obama had made it illegal for you not to use this technology. But At
10: every step, he's reversed right. Anything Obama ever did that was good, and you know what you know what it all, it, most of it boils back the hate for Al Gore. Yep. That's what a lot of this boils back to. And, you know, Coke and Trump and his his uh, his cronies, they know one thing. They'll all be dead.
1: Right. Right. That's is, why they don't care. Exactly. This is something that's going to be visited on somebody else. They're going to make money today. They're going to die. And the issues that they create are going to be left to somebody all else to address. All
10: those fossils will be dead, and greed right now is good.
1: Yep. Merry, Happy New Year, baby. All right. Thanks, Mark. So, I mean, that that really uh, uh, sums it up. I was looking at some uh, a report that said that nearly 60 percent of Americans uh, said warming in the past 100 years was either entirely natural or equally caused by natural factors and human activities. Uh, in fact, American stances on client science have changed little in the past 21 years despite Hundreds of millions of dollars spent on climate activism, promoting green energy and demonizing fossil fuels in that time. Uh, The poll by the Langer uh, Research Associates, uh, uh, sponsored by ABC, found that uh, rather inconveniently for environmentalists, that Americans still like the coal industry. Sixty six percent of Americans favor giving tax breaks to coal power, uh, power plants that install smokestacks. Uh, uh, smokestack scrubbers, which ironically don't even do that much for uh, carbon dioxide emissions. On the flip side, most Americans oppose raising taxes on electricity and gasoline. What's interesting about this finding is that it contradicts what most Americans say when asked about taxes on greenhouse emissions. For example, when asked if companies should pay for greenhouse uh, 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 gases uh, 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 emissions, 68% of Americans agreed, but when you frame the question differently in terms of what would happen to energy prices, most were skeptical. In other words, if the uh, cost of energy was going to go up to you as an individual, you weren't for it. If the cost of of reducing uh, greenhouse uh, gases uh, remained uh, with the uh, energy companies but didn't wind up getting passed on to you, you were all for it. It's it's that kind of thinking. Just two in ten uh, Americans were confident that, in fact, uh, uh, were confident that the efforts uh, to impose higher taxes on electricity would, in fact, reduce global warming. Uh, only a, ma- a narrow majority, 53 percent, favored immediate uh, immediate action over uh, more study. Pollsters concluded. That recognition of global warming and concern about its long-term effects or, or, or long-term impacts are broad, but they are highly partisan. Solutions are widely desired, especially when problems or remedies are clearly identified. But a somewhat skeptical public, concerned about costs, resistant to mandates, and uncertain that proposed solutions will work, harbors continued doubts about how best to pursue them. What this boils down to is that we have a industry that has been very successful in building a anathema amongst Americans about personal accountability. In other words, if to prevent people from crossing over the border, uh, you, you, you try to uh, uh, close off your borders and then get your labor from uh, lower wage uh, American workers, In order to keep them willing to do that work, you had to raise the price that you paid these American workers. Americans aren't willing to pay the price to uh, provide higher wages for our lettuce pickers and our tomato pickers and our orange pickers and so on. Uh, Americans are not willing to pay that price. At the end of the day, you can only have, you know, uh, uh, guns or butter. You can't have both in this circumstance. Let's try to get our arms wrapped around what we need to do in order to, in order for us to go into a future uh, that is going to be uh, productive and is going to be safe uh, for us as a community of people. Let's hire leadership that is willing to do what is necessary in order to protect our environment to make it possible for us to secure tomorrow for the children and our grandchildren that we're going to have today and tomorrow. We look forward to talking to you all next week here at Uh, Think again. Think again. See you all next
3: week.
0: been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.